Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Instagram, your Twitter, your TikTok, uh, MySpace, whatever, Facebook. Go follow From Within Records and show them support. Stay up to date on all the current news. This summer, July 24th, the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2 drops. So many awesome bands coming together with exclusive tracks for a great compilation. And I couldn't be any more stoked on that. It's probably going to be the highlight of my summer, to be honest. It's going to be such a sick comp. And I hope all of you are ready for it. Also, new music on the way from Payback, Shackled, MH Chaos. It's 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 going to be wild. We're already hearing snippets on social media. That's why you should be following um, from within records on social media so you can hear these uh, crazy snippets that are getting posted. It's it's wild. So uh, do yourself a favor and uh, keep an eye out on all that stuff. And uh, like I always say, please support from within records because they support us. And I want to give a, a, a big shout out to to, um, you know, the, the Philly scene. I feel like they have something special with this uh, Philly barbecue that's uh, put on by Bob Wilson. So shout out to, to Bob for being able to, to, to bring it back because I was uh, so bummed for everybody when it got canceled last year. So the fact that it's returning with a, a, another awesome lineup, so many great bands. Uh, there's, uh, you know, Gridiron's first show is going to be happening there. It's, it's seriously going to be sick. So I'm just so happy to see that return because I'm just such a supporter of that idea and just the the, the community coming together. It, it's great. So shout out to Philly Hardcore. Shout out Bob Wilson. Shout out to everybody involved uh, with that barbecue going on. It, it's seriously so sick. And shout out to just shows uh, being back in general because uh, it, it's, it's wild that a month ago, there was uh, this stigma for shows getting announced, uh, people getting crucified on social media, and uh, it, it seemed like there was like this weird civil war going on, even though that, that feels like it's constantly going on with these weird uh, issues um, within our community. But the fact that it, it came down to us uh, fighting about shows coming back, um, it, it, it's crazy that literally like a month later, we're here and, and it's just a complete 180. Uh, shout out to everybody that was able to get a ticket to any of the turnstile dates because that's going to be a, a wild show in August. Uh, turnstile, show me the body, never ending game. It's going to be insane. And I'm very thankful that I was able to get a ticket. Shout out to my really good friend, Andy Weaver, for uh, backing me up on that. On today's episode, we had to travel back up north. NorCal, somewhere that the podcast has been plenty of times, but physically uh, I've never been there, but we'll change that very soon. But we had to track down our friend Justin. He sings for a band called Field of Flames, and this was seriously such an awesome conversation for me. I was late to the game when it came to Field of Flames, but I'm happy that I'm caught up. I have listened to their entire discography, and I'm such a fan. I love uh, everything that they've put out, the last record that they uh, put out is what got me hooked to remnants of a collapsed existence. Such an awesome band from San Jose. If you're not familiar, this is the point where I tell you, please hit pause, go boot up Spotify, Instagram. Well, I said Instagram, not Instagram, <laughs> Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, whatever. And listen to this record. It, it's seriously four awesome tracks front to back. Listen to it and then come back to the podcast and listen to me talk to Justin. We break down 
the history of the band, uh, the future of the band. And seriously, it, it was so fun for me. And I have so much respect for him and what he does. And also he loves Disney. He, he's, a, he's a Disney guy. And that uh, always holds a special place in my heart for anybody who shares the same love that I have for Disney. It's uh, always a treat for me to be able to talk to somebody about that. So strap in, enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Justin Martinez to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Justin. How's it going? Everything's going good, man. Everything's going good. I want to thank you for being down to do the podcast. I feel like this is one of those situations where I, I feel like I was late to the party because uh, Field of Flames been around for a minute, but I feel like I just caught on and I'm uh, you know happy that I I'm aware now. But uh, you know, it's just one of those situations where I'm just like, damn, how did I not know about this band for so long? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad people are taking notice to it in a, in a good way with the newest releases like that. And I'm glad we have like new fans come on board and people to, you know, ch- check it out and uh, actually let the music resonate with them and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's cool that you took note of it because, um, you know, as a fan of your podcast like myself, uh, it was cool having someone uh, that I look up to and, and their work and what they contribute to the scene you know, take note of what, uh, what I'm doing up here in the Bay. So, uh, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, it, the feelings mutual. Cause I have, uh, such like a, a ton of respect for everyone up in the Bay right now, just doing work for the scene. Cause I I've said it before. I feel like what um, you guys have going on up there right now is just like this crazy, like golden era that people are going to look back on like, holy shit. Like these bands were all around and active at the same time. So for you guys to be a part of that, I, I think it's super sick. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a uh, beautiful we got up here right now. It's uh, unlike anything that I've seen uh, so far in my time going to shows. It's like a complete resurgence of like uh, um, just a lot of good young bands and like a lot of productivity that's coming out here. That's a uh, that's actually worth um, worth listening to. And it's good. It's not just like, oh, stuff is coming out of the Bay Area. It's like notable stuff that's coming out that people are actually resonating with. So uh, it's, it's I'm proud to be part of that. Oh, yeah. So I, I want to take it back to uh, the beginning. I, I want to know uh, about you. Did you uh, grow up in the Bay? Yeah, I was born and raised in San Jose up here. Damn, that's awesome. And I, I always trip out because I, I, I've i talked to so many people from your area and I've lived in Southern California my whole life, but I still have not been like up to the Bay or, you know, Northern California. And it's just like, I, I feel like it's, it's just like so crazy because um, I'm such a fan of so many bands up there and even before you guys this time there's like so many bands that have come before that I'm still a fan of and it's just like cr- kind of crazy to me that I've like you know traveled across the country for shows but for just for some weird reason I've never made it up to the bay yeah unfortunately um uh I don't want to say like necessarily in the in like touring or I will say that like necessarily in the touring and like the bigger bands and bigger packs that have come in the past that I've seen along the way San Jose has never really been like a like a destination I'd say for uh, a lot of bands uh, mostly because like the lack of venues that we have um most of the stuff that takes place uh, either held like in san francisco or like in oakland or um 
anywhere else in the Bay Santa Cruz more so now. And uh, San Jose is still trying to kind of get there with some like DIY venues that have been popping up the last couple of years. But uh, I hope to see more in the future that uh, people like yourself who have never really been to the Bay make it more of like a, a destination for themselves to come check it out and what we got over here. Yeah. I, even San Jose up here haven't played like in San Jose, you know, like mm-hmm. just because of, uh, the resources and assets and venues we have available to us, but we make do with what we got and the personnel up here that we have, like uh, they put, they put on for the bands here and we, you know, try to make things happen as best we can. I wanted to have my first time up north, like, you know, be something special just because like I mentioned earlier, there's so many good things going on up there right now. And last year when that uh, flyer leaked for like the drain CD release for, um, you know, up north and down here, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. This is this is going to be it. This is going to be the time when I'm going to go up north. I reached out to some some friends up there to, you know, see, uh, you know, make some arrangements to, to like hang out and do some cool stuff while we're up there. But obviously it didn't happen. So I, I was like super bummed about that. I'm like, damn, the one time that I was really going to go, it got canceled. But more recently, there was that show announced for, uh, was it uh, July 19th? Yes, I think it was, uh, I think it's July 19th it is, or June 19th. Oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm thinking, it's like, was it June? And now I have to go look, but we're, we're, I'm talking about the, the Gulch, Drain, Tsunami, Scowl, and Zabalba show. Yes, that, that, that's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know too much about it uh, just yet. Um, I know it involves... Uh, a handful of my friends who have been uh, who who put that together and who are planning that, coordinating it all, facilitating it. But um, yeah, that that's one of the it's one of the first shows coming back here in the Bay Area. I mean, I wish that show last year happened that you mentioned with the train release show with um at the venue that is uh actually just recently announced to close its doors and they're not going to have it there anymore. Um, called the Four Eighteen in Santa Cruz. But um, this one that's going to be happening in June nineteenth, I want to see as many people come out, and I hope it uh hope it goes well. It sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, to clarify, it, it is June nineteenth. I was just looking at the calendar, and I, for some reason, I thought we were in the month of June. Like my days are just so mixed up. And, yeah, same. same. Um, yeah, so th- that's something that I'm looking at. Uh, but I like I, I used to have like a set work schedule, uh, and so like I, I knew like a, um, you know way in advance like if I could go to something or not. But right now, I'm kind of on like this weird rotating thing, so. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make that. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that my avail, like my availability works in line with that show, because going up there for that show and having that be my first time, I, I think that would be super sick. Yeah, I, I, I agree too. And I'm in the same boat with you as well, as far as like that scheduling thing, a lot of things being like kind of a square right now and just uh, trying to get a bunch of moving parts, like aligned at the same time. And by chance, if I'll be able to like go to a show sometime or if I'll be able to do this sometime. I mean, uh, th- thankfully for the show being San Jose and I, may think i know i have or i think i have an idea of where it's at it's uh, it'll be relatively close to me regardless so i think i'll be able to you know make it out obviously and and go to that unfortunately though one thing that's conflicting with that is like a, a stupid tattoo appointment that i already rescheduled that landed on that day mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i don't give a fuck i'm gonna reschedule that again and i'm gonna i'm gonna be out you know and hang out with my friends and see my friends bands play yeah i i think that would be the the better move because if, <laughs> if i'm gonna be honest i uh went to that show in LA a couple of weeks ago and the vibe was just so awesome. Cause um, you know, it'd been like the first time for a lot of people who, um, you know, hadn't gone to a show in a long time. And it was just like something that like really can't be recreated. So, um, you know, f- for this upcoming show in June to be like the first like major thing back, I, I think it's like, you know, one of those things that like, if, if you can make it, you should totally go. Cause it's going to, you know, kind of be like one of those special nights just with the, the crazy lineup of bands. Yeah, that, 
that that show in LA the other week, I, I was there as well. And, oh really? Uh, yeah, the vibe was kind of off within like, yeah, I, I wouldn't say the vibe was off within like the crowd. I just think uh, just uh, on a personal level, like within myself, just because of being thrown back into the environment was mm-hmm. uh, just kind of like a shock to myself. And I just like stood back and just enjoyed myself as best I could. Like, uh, you know, just so I rolled out with a couple of friends, but I ended up kind of just like, you know, just uh, doing things on my own and kind of just uh, soaking it all in and trying to enjoy it as much as I can with the, with the crowd that was there and uh, all the people that attended. It was, uh, it was good. I'm glad it was, uh, it was, uh, everything worked out fine. Everyone was safe. And then the bands got to play and, uh, you know, it got a little hectic and it was, it was fun to see. And it was, it was great to see everyone come out. Yeah. It, you know, I'm not surprised that you were there. Uh, there was, and there were so many people that I knew that were there that I didn't even come across just because there was just this crazy amount of people. And it was like, you know, in the dark. So. Yeah, de- definitely. There were some other people I know from, that, that I've seen before in the Bay and I'm just like, what the hell, this person's there. And then like, I didn't see him again the rest of the night. So I didn't get to like go up and like talk to people and like uh, really start up conversations and, you know, hang out as much. I was kind of just enjoying as well lasted. Okay. So for uh, people listening who, uh, you know, may not be familiar, can you talk about um, what you do in the band? Yeah. And in field of flames, I, I sing in that band and uh, it's kind of been my position the whole time since I've, uh, since we've been a thing. Yeah. And, uh, the demo came out in back in 2017, which uh, at this point feels like ages ago. Cause uh, I, oh, I, I, I still feel like, you know, time moves a little weird. Obviously uh, the, the whole like pandemic situation just kind of like, just put like a bunch of different things into perspective. So just to think back, you know, about the, like before 2020, it's like, dude, that does seem like, you know, like a crazy long time ago, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, back then in 2017, uh, how did the band get together? Um, the band was started, uh, by myself as well as, uh, my buddy, his name is Ged and my other buddy, Ian. Now Ian stings in this band called extinguish and Ged plays in a band called extinguish. Um, I met Ged back in the tail end of 2016 at uh, some tattoo shop and, um, just by noticing like his shirt and I was like, Oh, that's a cool shirt. We kind of became like friends on like Instagram and stuff like that and saw that we, uh, had like similar interests in like, um, some like the the hardcore band and stuff that we were posting that we're sharing and stuff. And, uh, I met Ian as well through Ged. Uh, eventually we talked about, Oh, we should start a band. We kind of wanted to sound like this. And like, I think I want to sing in this band because, uh, I don't know. I, I never, never tried before. I want to try it out. And, um, originally Ian was supposed to play bass in that band, which, uh, didn't actually come, um, which actually didn't happen because, uh, he had some other stuff going on at the time. And, um, I think I don't think we even practiced together as that with that lineup ever or with with Ian on bass, but uh, it just remained myself and Ged for the for the time being, and um, eventually our other friend Jose, um, who also plays in Extinguish, he plays bass in Extin- a band called Extinguish, um, and my buddy Joseph ended up playing guitar as well, and our buddy Hector ended up playing drums. It kind of just like came together because we were all friends. We all know each other after a while, and um, it just played out that way, I guess. 2017 was a was the first release in that fall i think fall that year and uh, was that the same year uh, that you had the idea to start the band and you guys start like writing and all that yeah so we the, the first show that we had actually was actually no i don't think it came out i think i'm tripping right now man I, i'm thinking i'm like falling way behind on my on my dates right now i think 2018 in january is like our first show mm-hmm. and then we came together as a band and released the demo in the fall of 2017. If I, if I remember that correctly, again, it seems so long ago with like, um, 
you know, everything pre-2020, like you said, just feels feels kind of fucked up. Yeah, um, well, based off the band camp, it's uh, saying that you put out the demo on September 29th, 2017. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's right. F all around that time. Okay. Man, it's not crazy to think um, just that one random interaction. Like, what if like you hit traffic that day, or what if uh, you know Ged was wearing a different shirt that you know um, you couldn't compliment? Uh, you know, yeah. it's just like you know things could be like way different. So I I think it's awesome that um, uh, you know even back in 2017 that um, you can still see a hardcore kid out in the wild and you know give a compliment and you know it kind of you know, blossom into something crazy like this um, you know band that you're in. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's pretty cool too. I mean, I was having a pretty bad day that day too. Like I was arguing with the the person I was with at the time, and then like I, it was like raining in San Francisco. It was really ugly that day, and then um then I, then I I ran to get and we started kind of chopping it up and everything. But back then, um I think like way before, like even when I was like in like middle school, I'd be so excited to see someone else with like another uh, like a shirt of like a, a band, even if it was like the slightest bit similar to hardcore. But, oh, that's cool. But now it's like everywhere I go, I see other people with like shirts and stuff and like people that I haven't even seen before at shows. But um it was just cool that I ran into him and we ended up becoming like good long term friends. And uh, you know, he's he's a really good friend of mine now. He cuts my hair even. He does a lot of other good things. And we're just good friends. That's awesome. He's a good, a good songwriter, great ass songwriter, good guitar player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These days I, I am a little more apprehensive if I see somebody out in the wild with uh, like any like hardcore merch because I've, yeah. I've ran into too many situations where like people don't really know what, like what I'm talking about or they think I'm a weirdo for wanting to talk to them because we like have like hardcore in common which I think uh, for the most part would be awesome because it's like you know this crazy like subculture that you know uh, most people wouldn't understand or you know think is weird so when I see somebody out in the wild I'm just like I, I don't know them like I want to know who they are because obviously yeah. if they have you know the same love as hardcore for me like you know we, we might get along yeah, sometimes it doesn't play out the same way you'd want it to, and just comes that kind of like an awkward like interaction, and then like that's it, like and that, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's strange, but like, and like, like I I always try to like come at them and like be polite. Like I'm not trying to like quiz people. Like when I see them like wearing certain bands, I'm not like oh like what's your favorite song? No, I'm just like yo like where are you from? That's normally like the first question I ask, but I, I think it, it can come off wrong sometimes. Like people think I'm trying to be like yo like what's up? Like where are you from? I want to fight you type stuff. But I'm like no like where are you from? Like I don't recognize you. Like I, I want to know who you are. You know? Yeah, it's become so much more um uh common these days. I guess to see people with like like hardcore shirts like out in the, the wild or I'm wearing one and someone comes up to me and is like, Oh, I've heard of them before. And, uh, um, I, I don't really think much of it anymore because like, I understand like hardcore is becoming, uh, um, pretty common to see like in more like a uh, mainstream style cultures or like a lot of different things. Um, so, I mean, it's not too far out there to see some kid wearing a turnstile shirt or complimenting me because I'm wearing like a, a shirt of like a, like, um, like say for example, a gold shirt, gold is like a, you know, a band from here. Those are the homies. And, uh, it's cool that people like know who they are. So I have like random people come to me like, Oh, I've seen them. or I've heard of that band before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's kind of cool. Some interactions can be cool. Some actually interactions can be kind of awkward, but, uh, I just take it for what it is. And, um, you know, I just carry on about my day and I, that's about it. <laughs> Was it important for you guys to be a, a straight edge band? Um, um, I think it was at, at, at first, like I, I really wanted to, Oh, do we should be a straight edge band? We were all straight edge. Like we might as well be a straight edge band. Um, straight edge means like a lot to me in my personal life. And, um, I had some like straight edge songs written that I've, that I've wrote before, but then, uh, as the band progressed, like kind of, uh, not like broke out of writing straight edge lyrics, but I uh, wanted to elaborate a little more on like other aspects of my life mm-hmm. while still maintaining that, that, uh, that, that straight edge, um, like, um, 
foundation, I guess you could say. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess you can say it was an important part of the band. I mean, we were all straight to begin with, and uh, we all ride for it. We all believe in it still, and uh, yeah. That's awesome. I, I I always think that um, you know, like I obviously love a lot of bands, but when I find out uh, certain bands are straight edge that I like, I'm just like, all right, I think I like them a little more just because of that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously some of my favorite bands are straight edge bands. I've been straight edge since I was 13 years old. So I started saying I was straight edge and found out what that was. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm, I turned 24 a couple months ago, and you know, the the whole thing still resonates with me. I just don't um. Not that I don't put on for it as much. It's just uh, I like writing about other things and stuff like that as, as much as I can too. And um, I, I understand like straight edge is like super ex- exclusive to like people who are, are straight edge, obviously. And uh, I, I want people to enjoy the band, the music for uh, for what it is, what it sounds like, and and the lyrics. So I don't want to like shut people out if they don't if they can't sing along to like being drug free and stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, I've been straight edge for like a really long time. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, early days, like, like w- w- when I decided to become straight edge, like I didn't know anybody else, like personally that was straight edge. Obviously I knew there was like a whole community out there, but like nobody in my, uh, circle was straight edge. So like, I, I was like alone at the beginning, met a group of guys that w- were straight edge and I was like, Oh cool. This is like an actual, like, you know, like brotherhood type thing, uh, you know, cool group of friends. And then slowly, but surely, I um, mean, you know, people started selling out or just changing their mind, which is totally fine. I get it. And it, it, it used to bum me out, but I'm like, no, like, I just got to remember, like, you know, I was doing this before um, we had this like friend group. And then, you know, over the years, it just became so normal for me to be straight edge because, you know, I, I've been you know claiming straight edge for so long and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, drugs, alcohol, that stuff doesn't interest me. So it, it just got to a point where, like, um, obviously, like, it, you know, my Twitter, my Instagram is X Jamie X, obviously, because I'm straight edge. Mm-hmm. But um, I but but I get um, like I, I'm not I I got kind of out of the phase where like I just uh like wanted to stop promoting it because like I'm like yeah like I'm I'm straight edge this is never gonna change people know I'm straight edge that's cool um but uh, yeah I, I just uh just kind of yeah, got feel- over like being like super proud of it because it, it just became because it's just so normal to me these days right so it's just hey. like people are like, oh you're straight edge I'm like yeah, yeah yeah it's been like that since like 2003 like like yeah. like what year is it um. All the worth- Exactly. I mean, couldn't have said it better. I, I agree. Not that I'm not like proud of it anymore or anything mm-hmm. like that, but like it's obviously been a part of me. I, I don't feel like I need to like always put it out there or always be like talking about it. Yeah. You know I mean, like my close friends know that I'm straight edge and I have really close friends that are straight edge. And it's kind of like I have friends, really close friends that aren't. And it's kind of just like it's about it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because younger, younger Jamie uh, felt like there was something to prove. But then now I'm kind of like, yeah, there's really nothing to prove. It, it's just like what, what I am, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, if you can remember back in 2017 when you put that demo out, um, you know, you, you mentioned you wanted to, you know, try being the vocalist of a band for the first time. Do you remember uh, what it was like for you going through that whole process since you would never done it before? Yeah, it, it was really rough, and it still is rough for me now, man. Like, um, it's 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 hard on my my voice. Maybe I'm not doing anything right, like my throat and my vocals and shit like that. Maybe I'm not doing it right or projecting it the right way like some people properly should. But like right off the bat, I remember like recording it and just trying to yell as loud as I could. And then my buddy would like stop it and say, oh, try doing it like this or a little lower or more more natural. Don't force it so much. And I was trying to go like really, really, really high. I think on one of the songs, my voice is like sounds even in a lower tone than like the other one does. 
the only two songs with vocals on that demo. Hmm. And uh, I was trying to kind of like fine tune exactly what I wanted to sound like. I think now I've kind of like uh, narrowed it down a little more. And um, I don't know. I think the way I sound, I sound pretty young, I think, when I in my vocals. Um, I think it kind of stands out a lot. So like as soon as people hear it, or as soon as like I hear, I feel like my vocals are fucking annoying. So I feel like when I hear, I'm just, oh, God, I think people already know this to me. It's embarrassing. Like everyone knows what I fucking sound like and stuff. I remember being super duper shy about it, super duper like awkward about it. I was like, I can't write lyrics. I don't know how to be doing this. Um, primarily, I'm a drummer and I and I play guitar too, and that's always been like my billet in other bands I've been in in the past. So um, it was definitely new for me, and it's scary. And even still to this day, like it's still. I still get fucking nervous even thinking about it, like playing a show and stuff like that, because I'm just still not used to it. And I mean, since the band's been a thing, we've only played like a, a handful of shows, really, because of uh, a lot of different like conflicting schedules and stuff. And um, so I still have to keep practicing it and, um, you know, getting it down a little more before I can be a little more confident in my abilities. But I mean, people are listening to music and liking it. I mean, that kind of like instills a little more confidence in me because I mean, at least people are liking it and, thinking I sound good. So, I mean, if that's the case, then maybe I should be a little more confident in what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like uh, you mentioned about, like, you know, being nervous up in front of people. It, it is a weird thing for, like, like uh, you know, being in a room full of people and having, like, everyone's attention, you know, kind of focusing yeah. on you since you're the vocalist. Uh, that can uh, get nerve-wracking, but I'm sure the the more you do it, you'll get comfortable with it over time. Yeah, it just, take, it just takes time with anything else. And I mean, like all the all my friends who know me know I'm pretty uh I'm pretty reserved I think or I, I like to think I'm pretty reserved unless I hang out with them that I'm I'm pretty fucking like silly and goofy and shit people know that but um overall I never really saw myself as like I never really put myself out there super crazy so um I mean I think that's why another reason why it took people a little while to catch on the field flames I mean primarily fact because we're like obviously we were inactive for a while and like really putting out music or playing shows but also because like um I don't think I people really know exactly like who I am or like anything like that. Cause I'm not always putting myself out there. I'm like on Twitter with thousands of followers and thousands of followers on like Instagram and stuff. And I think, um, um, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, 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 I totally get what you mean. Cause, um, yeah. if you're not, uh, like, yeah, it, it is weird. Like a band can come out and if they're connected to the right people, um, which is totally fine. I, I don't think it's like a bad thing um, most of the time, but like, you know, um, some bands w will get more shine over others just because of who you know. And, and that's just how it is w w with yeah. like everything, right? Yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the name of the game. Sometimes it's the, it's the nature of it, you know? I mean, like the, the um, what's it called? Closed mouth doesn't get fed. So if I'm not out there, if I can put myself out there and like, you know, really trying to promote my band, like who I am and like getting my name out there and stuff like that. And, meeting the right people and talking to labels and stuff, then obviously no one's going to give a fuck about what we do and stuff. And so everything that I've done, I've always done it humbly. You know, I just put out music with my friends and then that's about it. You know, then I'll just, I'll stop for a little bit and I'll put out music. And then I, I've always done that with projects I've done in the past, you know, and I've always been really humble about it. And uh, I've never, ever been a fucking, I'll, ne ne I'll never sell out from that mentality ever, ever. Yeah, I, I think it's really important just uh, and, and sometimes it, it can be really hard to, to kind of just uh, stay true to to yourself and who you are because, uh, you know, you, you get around certain people or you get put in weird situations um, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, it, it doesn't benefit you to, to stay true to um, who you are. Um, but, but but I think it really is important um, to do that because I, I think a lot of people in the long run 
uh, will appreciate, you know, um, you being a genuine person, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, man. Real people recognize other real people, you know, and as long as you're like respectful and you're humble in everything you do, um, more than likely you'll get that same energy reciprocated back to you. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll make good friends along the way and you'll have good experiences and people will actually fuck with you in the end, you know? So that, that's the way I see it. And if not, then I really don't care because I don't care about those kind of people who, who, uh, only strive to be the opposite way of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I always got to remind myself too, cause, um, uh, I, I gotta remind, remind myself that there's, um, there are shitty people in our, uh, you know, in, in our scene and, uh, you know, in, in the things that we do, but, um, from my experiences, there, there are way more cool and real people versus the fake and shitty people. Exactly. I, I think so too, man. I like to see the good and everybody and stuff like that. Obviously there's a lot of fucking shitty people out there and I'm not just out here fucking creating a fantasy for myself saying everyone's a fucking good person deep down. Cause it's really not true. Mm-hmm. But, um, I've, I've met a lot of good people and the, the benefits of being in hardcore and the good people I've met and the experiences definitely outweigh the shitty people and the shitty experiences and like all the other shitty things that I've may have been a part of or, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm curious about the, the demo when, when you guys dropped it, uh, do you remember what the reception was like where, were the people in your area fucking with it? Um, I remember dropping the demo and I mean like a Twitter for it, like just to have it kind of like cycle through the internet for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't really the Twitter for like, uh, for a while. I remember like, I don't remember, I don't remember seeing too many people like reposted besides like outside in my friend group or anything. And we kind of just left it at that. It wasn't like, um, pushed any further or, um, it wasn't like no one hit us up saying, Hey, we want to put these out on tapes or like, Hey, we're from this area. Do you want to play a show? Anything like that. So, um, um, Thankfully, we had our uh, one of our good friends. His name is Malachi. He plays in a in a couple of Santa Cruz bands. He um he was obviously already a friend at that time, and he's the one who really put on for us to to play our first show. So I mean, I owe a lot to him for um, allowing me to be able to, you know, um, allowing our band to play and be able to present myself in that way, like in as a vocalist and stuff, you know, in a really small space that I wasn't so super embarrassed or shy to be be able to perform at. You know, it, it worked out really well, and it was a it was cool. But other than that, the the reception, like post the demo, I was already eager just to like write more music. I already had other ideas in mind, and uh, that's the really uh, release that I really wanted to focus on more. So, okay, for sure, that that's awesome. I, I I'm a huge fan of Malachi. I like a lot of the bands that he's in, and I I, I definitely like um, you know uh, things that he does to to help prop up other bands. And I think that's really important for somebody like him who uh, does so much behind the scenes, but also you know plays these roles in these um, you know. Um, you know, more popular bands from your area. So for him to, you know, show love to a, a newer band, I think it's really important. Yeah. He's a, he's a good man. He definitely puts on for, uh, well, um, you know, up and coming people that, that want to, that, that want to, you know, contribute to the scene. If you, if you're willing to contribute to the scene and do it the right way and play good music and be a good person, you're willing to, you're willing to, to do that. Okay. Um, can, can you tell me about, uh, this guy, Mark, who's, uh, helped out with a lot of your recordings? Yeah, Mark, Mark Estabia. That 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 came out. Um, that came out good, right? The audio. You can hear me now. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Mark Mark Estabia. He's one of our good friends who um who's an audio engineer, um, <clears throat> who records a lot of the bands in our area. Um, I played in a band with him prior to to this band that I'm in now, to Feel the Flames, and uh, he recorded all that stuff in the past as well. And uh, I've demoed a lot of other things with him, like other ideas and projects that I've had, and um. You know, I just want to support my friends and and everything that they do as well. 
And so uh, I always want to keep it local and, and amongst my friends when it comes to like recording music or anything like that. So um, we wanted to do the demo with him and I told him how I wanted it to sound. And uh, yeah, I worked with him on that and as well as the recordings that followed that too. Yeah, I, I I love that. I I think it's important to to build those relationships and uh, to to keep them going is really cool. And I get sometimes people um, will obviously want to branch out, maybe try something new, which is not a bad thing. But I I think it's really awesome when I see uh, you know um, his name pop up repeatedly on every release. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like I I, I love that there's that working relationship there because um, for somebody to have been there from the beginning up until now, I I think it's pretty sick. I think so too, man. I mean, I, I love seeing my, my friends' names get like put out there and like uh, what they do. Um, you know, people who put on for the scene locally, um, you know, staying amongst the, the area you're from. Uh, with him, like specifically, he's been recording music for a long time. People have demoed a lot of stuff with him. He's done a lot of more like professional bands as well and worked alongside like more professional audio engineers. Um, I'm very happy for him. And, uh, you know, I'm very happy that, uh, that our recordings came out exactly the way we wanted to when he when he did his uh his recording and finishing touches on them as well because he does the mixing and mastering for uh for that um more recently though with the more recent recordings that we just put out with ep we went to our other buddy whose name is charles toshio who works out of another studio here in the bay area um bands uh, also go to him as well a lot of bands go to him go to mark and uh, sometimes they work together and they like uh, send recordings back and forth to each other to work on stuff to have two ears and two sets of uh yeah, two sets of ears on their recordings and uh, i think that's cool too so it's not more so of like uh when you have people from the same area doing kind of like similar styles of work it doesn't become a competition it becomes like some kind of like unification to um you know build the scene the scene up even stronger and to um really really um not worry about any of that politics bullshit you know it's it's one, it's one scene everyone contributes to it in their own way and there's no need to there's no need for any of that kind of shit you know yeah 100 I'm, I'm a huge fan of charles I'm uh, trying, yeah, to, trying to have him on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. He's a good dude. You should. Okay. He's great. Uh, really friendly. So you you mentioned a couple times earlier that uh, the, the band was inactive, but from the demo up until now, you've had some sort of release every year except for 2020, but that's understandable because of the pandemic. Um, why were you um, still putting out music, but being inactive, um, you know, when it comes to like playing shows? Um, I think, yeah, the last like show that we played and last release we did was like in 2019, we did like a, I, I had like a, a song that I worked on with, uh, with Ged and Jose. And, um, that was like, a, like an intro I did and like a, and like a single that uh, we actually haven't really played live. I don't think we played it live like once. And, uh, the last show we played following that, which came out in March was the, like, the last show we did after that was April or, or May or something like that. And then uh, from then until like the end of 2020, even um, I was uh, away overseas doing some like work uh, for the I do like military work and stuff like that. And um, and from there, I was just bouncing ideas back and forth with them, like, you know, through through Dropbox and stuff like that and different other platforms like that. But uh, yeah, we didn't have any we didn't have any shows at the time. So I was there to be able to perform. And uh, we didn't know recordings because we thought it'd be best to just like wait until our ideas are more like consolidated and solidified before we put anything out. So it's not just like we put something out again and we're not there to be able to play shows. However, in the instance of 2020 where no one was actually allowed to play shows, it kind of worked out just fine because, um, you know, it's not like I would have put something out 
and ha- would have been able to play anyways. So uh, it's great that we wait until a time like now where uh, things are starting to become a little more um, um, like how they used to be, I guess you could say, for lack of better terms. And uh, looking at actually playing shows and releasing music and playing follow-on shows in support of that um, sometime in the near future, I hope, you know? Yeah. Isn't it weird that we're at the point now where the uh, stigma of um, you know booking a show is gone? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's very weird. Yeah, because there's, there's a couple times throughout the pandemic where like things would get posted online and obviously there was like a ton of hate. Uh, I, I feel like it, uh, certain climates like it, it, you know, made sense. But uh, towards the the tail end, I'm just like, OK, uh, I, I understand what the, the frustration and, uh, you know, kind of like both sides of the argument. But, uh, yeah. you know, but now here we are a, a few weeks later and it, it's all good. Like there's like I, I, I still get like a little weirded out because um, so many of the local venues out here are posting these shows that are <laughs> happening later this year. And they're like, yo, get your tickets now. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, now I'm just like waiting for somebody that I actually want to see. That's like you know n- not hardcore related in like these venues out here. Um, so who knows? Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. But um, yeah, it, it's just uh, kind of crazy how um, uh, the the show like th- that New York show that caught all that um, you know flack and controversy was just like a couple weeks yeah. too early. I, I don't give a fuck. That shit looks sick. I would have been out. I would have rolled out super hard. But I, I would have, I definitely would have been there. I mean, it, it, like you were saying though earlier, it's, it's kind of cool it's, and it's weird at the same time that we're seeing these tickets pop up and stuff. I just got tickets to go see someone uh, in the fall, actually, pretty soon. I got like Julian Baker tickets. And I was like, damn, is this actually going to happen though? Like, fuck, I, I hope this actually happens. Like in the fall, hopefully it comes around. And it's it's looking likely that it, it uh, you know, it's highly likely that it will happen. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I- yeah. I feel like it's at the point where I would be surprised if it didn't happen, you know? Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if it didn't happen too. But I mean, like honestly, I, I, I definitely understand if something like that would happen. I'd be like, oh, that's just the way things are. I, I shouldn't have got my hopes up in the first place, you know? Yeah, unless uh, uh, in some crazy way we get put into like another pandemic situation. Uh, like I, I doubt it. I, I feel like, dude, and I, I trip out because I, uh, and I, I've, I've talked about this so many times because it's such like an important thing going on, obviously. But um, I, I follow the, the like one of the bigger local papers out here in Orange County, and um, on Twitter they'll, they'll post like this COVID tracker and they'll like uh, announce how many new cases and how many new deaths. Yeah. And I saw the tracker get posted today. There, like in all of Orange County, there was. 39 new cases and that's like the lowest number i've ever seen them post because yeah, it's going down man. yeah and, and i was just like tripping i'm like 39 that number is so low like and it kind of like um kind of like uh just gave me like like um like this feeling of like uh like holy shit like it's like we're almost out of this right because um, especially down here uh or well you're in california too so you know things are about to start opening back up in like a couple or um in about a month right that's like the yeah. the, the projection Dude, and guess what? I know you're a big Disneyland fan. I'm going next weekend. I finally got my tickets. I'm a huge Disneyland fan as well. You're going next uh, weekend? Yes, man. I, I my, my girlfriend surprised me with some like tickets like a month ago, and she told me choose a calendar date. Like these are the days that are open. I was like, wait, what? I was like, they literally just announced that they are open. I don't even know how the guidelines are going to be or like mm-hmm. the capacity or what. I have no idea yet because I haven't been doing my research on it. But I, I chose like, yeah, let's do a Sunday Monday since I'm not working a Sunday Monday. And I guess the Sunday money's already coming up. Cause it's it's fucking next week already. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I kind of all, also like uh, 
interested to see how things play out. But I mean, looking at the app and looking at the wait times and everything, it doesn't look like it's been too crowded lately. So I mean, I'm hoping that it's uh, it's done safely and that it's actually just um, just not as crowded. Which uh, you know, obviously, I, I'm more than happy to be a part of the park that's not that crowded. Yeah, uh, like it, it, as fun as Disneyland is, that was always the biggest drawback. Like, oh, like what day do you want to go? Like, how busy is yeah. it going to be? Like, there were so many times where like um, you know, me and some homies would roll up. Uh, obviously, like we live like down the street from us. So it's not that big of a deal for us. Like, we would roll up we would see that the ride that we'd want to get on was um, over like 45. That was like our limit. It was like 45 minutes and we can do it. Anything more, we don't fucking care. We're just going to leave because like, yeah. like it's, it didn't take us that like, you know, long to get here. So, um, uh, and it, yeah, sometimes it, it would just be too crowded. And like, we would just like, kind of look around and be like, where do all these people come from? And like, why is everybody here? It's like, it's so hot out. Like, yeah, um, you know, but this is us. Like we're there all the time. So I, I, yeah, I totally yeah. get it. Go home. Yes. Guess you shouldn't be here. We should be here. How you guys go? Yeah. yeah, but I'm low key. I'm jealous that you're. I'm going so soon because uh, I'm. I'm the idiot. Like, I, so I got tickets the morning that they went on sale. Right. Like, I I heard horror stories of people waiting in the queue for twelve hours. I waited in that queue for like forty minutes. Yeah, I, that's I, one. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I got tickets, but I, I I totally didn't make a reservation until it was like too late. Like, I got a like a push notification from the app on my phone, like, hey, make a reservation, and I'm like. Oh shit! I didn't do that. And um, for me, at the time, the early like, and uh, I'm going on a Sunday, so like the earliest Sunday that was available was like June 20th, and I was just like, yeah. So I was like, damn, that sucks. But but it's fine. Like I I've been there like a million times, so I'm not um, having like like you know I'm not that that bummed out. But I'm stoked to hear that you're going. Yeah, man, it's gonna be good. I mean, my girlfriend went to the virtual queue also, and it said like you're like the website was like crashing. And apparently she left like the tab open on her phone or something. And she reopened the Safari browser on like her phone. And it said like that she was like in or something like that. And to get the fucking tickets. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, damn, I didn't even actually like really wait. But I guess it did still have me in here. So I guess I'm going to get the tickets now. And it, and it worked out fine. I, I don't know. We just got lucky, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to go on Rise of Resistance soon and check it out. Now, I'm curious. When was the last time you went to Disneyland? Last time I went to Disneyland was July of 2019. Okay, so um, I usually go like two, three times a year. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that that that's not bad. Um, for, for me, um, you know, I'm having uh, been uh, away from Disneyland since it's been closed. Uh, it it's it's been like like a weird adjustment because like that was like a big part of my life, and uh, I feel like. You know, it's, it's not that bad that I haven't been. Um, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sad that annual passes aren't a thing right now, but they will be later. Um, so I'm going to enjoy the time that I'm there and then I'll eventually get a pass whenever they come back. And I'm you know, uh, still try to go, but maybe not as often as I did before, just because I have like a lot more things going on now yeah, versus back then. Yeah, same. I used to enjoy it so much more and like uh I wouldn't have to worry about much, but now that like I have so many other things on my plate, I feel like if I go there, like it'll be a nice little escape for a while, but I still got all these other like things on my mind, all these other things on my plate. And for the, for the annual pass thing, I know that now that they removed it, I follow a lot of uh, the Disney pages on Instagram, like a bunch of these like obscure ass Disney pages that post like news and stuff. And I saw someone posting about um, that. They're doing an announcement of some kind of, some kind of membership. However, it wasn't referred to necessarily as an annual pass. They called it, um, I don't remember what kind of program it was called, but it's technically going to be like the same thing. Are they going to reintroduce it with uh, some modifications? I guess I don't know when that'll be, but I'm excited for that too. You know. <laughs> yeah, and 
I'm I'm thinking I'm like okay if I'm going June 20th and Disney World they just um uh, made like a major change uh, they just announced that um you don't have to wear masks and yes. the common the common areas quote unquote you only have to wear them at like you know the, when you're basically just going on a ride um, mm-hmm. yeah. which is uh which is crazy because I, I I've I've been to Disney World during the pandemic so that, that was uh like whatever experience but I'm thinking like oh what if by June 20th shit's just gotten so much better that Disneyland changes their mask mandate. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's, I, yeah. that, that'd be great, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm vaccinated. You know, I think everyone over, over 16 and above is allowed to get vaccinated now. And if they're not, then I'd recommend they don't go to Disneyland because I'm going to go there and I'm going to enjoy my time. And uh, I mean, if, if they say that I'm, I don't have to wear a mask and everyone is like okay with that or on board with that, then um, I think I might just have to participate in that, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like vaccines are so easy to get these days like i was strolling through walmart the other day and they're um over like the the intercom for the store they're like yo we got like four extra um you know vaccines two moderna one pfizer like like come get it now like uh you know it's free just get it and i'm like oh okay that's sick man as long as people are doing their due diligence and like being proactive and like hopping on that shit and being like yeah i don't have my shit i'm gonna get it right now and getting line and doing it dude you're, you're contributing to the to the greater good, man. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, eventually it won't be selfish to not wear a mask at these Eventually it'll be actually okay to, you know, because people are actually fucking giving a fuck, you know? And that's uh, that's kind of more of what I want to see, you know? It just takes everyone to do their part. I mean, I fucking probably did mine. So just waiting for everyone else to the left and right to do it, you know? 100%, man. I, I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like it's taken us like a year and a half to get to this point. Uh, you know, I'm um, thankfully the, the vaccines played a major role in that, and I'm and I was just hoping we'd get to this point a lot sooner. But um, even though it took like a year and a half, I'm just happy that um, we're at this point now. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I, I work. I mean, like, uh, like in my civilian role job, I work as like EMT first responder, like on ambulance. And like when I'm going to hospitals and stuff, I'm rarely dealing with like COVID patients anymore mm-hmm. because like, uh, um, yeah, the volume of COVID. Uh, exposures and fucking diagnoses are just going down and that's what uh that's because the people are doing their um are partaking in all the all the precautions you know so that's that's sick 100 percent that and that's what i you know love to see well i'm happy that it's uh you know the the numbers are dwindling down and we're uh, you know at this point where uh and and i've said it time and time again but like we're, we're finally just seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel yeah man i agree i agree okay so uh 20? Sorry, we kind of sidetracked the field of flames there for a little bit. I, oh. I kind of my suck too much, you know. No, you're all good. You're all good. The, 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 this is <laughs> this is normal. The, the, this is what it's all about. Just just uh, having fun conversations. But uh, yeah. uh, okay. 2018, you guys put out uh, "Burn Your World." I'm I'm curious about the song, the the title track for the record. If you can talk about that and the uh, meaning behind the name of the record. Um, "Burn Your World." I've, I've even written down, I've written down and I wrote down like a whole explanation of like what it, what exactly means to me. I, I do that pretty often. Some of my songs, I even go in my notes and like write down in depth exactly what it means to me if I had to explain it. But that's just a big ass, like F you song to, um, I guess people who are just like ignorant in this world and want to like bring you down. And it's just like an ultimate, like sock in the face of that stuff. So like the lyrics of that song, like, um, it's pretty much pretty self-explanatory i think in that aspect um the second song on that uh it's called suspend this life that's a more personal song having to deal with like depression like and uh and suicide and stuff like that and um 
people wanting to like reach out and help you, but you not wanting their help because like, I'm just too ignorant and ultimately leaving, leading to like my own self-destruction. Um, there's another song that falls on that. It's a cool little interlude that our buddy wrote uh, my buddy Ged wrote. Um, <clears throat> and the last song is about, um, what's the last song called or that last song? What's, what's it called? Holding oh, on. All- yeah. Yeah. There you go. That That's a straight edge song. That's, that, that's a song about like, uh, um, just holding out to being straight edge basically and stuff like that. So, I mean, um, I mean, they could have called the EP multiple different names. However, I don't like when people just call their stuff, uh, demo sometimes, which is kind of a mistake I made on the first one, just called demo. I like when people give it like a name and stuff like that and kind of brand it in a more, uh, solidified way. Uh, I thought bring your world was like the best song off of it. And I thought that, um, that song meant the most to me personally, um, because of like what I want to feel the flames to stand for. And uh, yeah, it just played out that way. And I think everything came together well. The album art tied it together well. Um, the reception for that and like post album release was like uh, really, really good. People really, really liked that song every time we played it live. And, um, and even the people who didn't know who the fuck we were when they saw us live, that's the song that people like enjoyed the most. And uh, on this upcoming release that we're doing, that I'll probably talk a little more about, um, a little, little more about, we're going to, I plan on doing a re recorded version of that song with the band. Hell yeah. I, I'm not sure who runs the Twitter, but I managed to get my hands on a Field of Flame shirt that says uh, Burn Your World on it, and I'm so stoked on it. I'm, it's hanging in my closet behind me, and I'm saving it for a special occasion. Okay, okay, sick. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I run the Twitter, and uh, my buddy Joseph was also, I think he also has a password to, to the Twitter as well, and uh, he handles all the shipments and everything like that since he has like a fucking label maker, so he's always printing and mm-hmm. selling stuff. So, um, most of those shirts for anyone listening, they're going out, they went out today or they went out on Friday. Cause I know I got a couple emails about that and, uh, you know, I've been slacking on that and haven't really given any updates. I'm not one to steal anyone's money or fucking rip anyone off. So you're getting exactly what you ordered. If you listen to this and, uh, I'm glad you got yours though. You got one of the last ones, I think, cause we, the, the one with the orange text, like orange, yeah. orange, black. Yeah. That was one of the last ones we had. So that, that's cool to you. You got your hands on. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Same here. I, I I was super stoked. I actually reached out to to Joseph because I'm like, yo, I need that shirt. Like, who who do I get in contact with? And uh, he he made it work. So shout out to Joseph. And I, I'm stoked that yeah that 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 I have it because like when I saw it on Twitter, I was like, yeah, that, that's something that I need. Yeah, it's a. I, I love that design and the way it was printed too. Is really nice. Yeah, buddy Cole who like does this like screen printing of like shirts and stuff like that. Uh, his company called Printhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does really good work, man. I was kind of like iffy about how it was going to come out because I was like, oh, the logo's kind of small and the lines are kind of close together. And when I got it, I was like, damn, this is fucking clean. It's still like one of my favorite shirts I own. And I actually was lucky enough to get one on a, on a hoodie as well. And I, I have it on a hoodie too, but I don't really wear it too much because it's a little small on me now. Yeah, shout out Cole. Uh, great dude, yeah, man, former guest of the podcast. And um, you know, I, I've had him print stuff for me before and I uh, really appreciate his quality of work. So anybody listening you need something printed hit a print head super super good quality yeah he's a good man he's a, he's a really good man okay so uh burn your world 2018 yeah. and then yeah, um you put out this promo in, in 2019 and was that supposed to um you know lead into um, what came in 2021 or was this for something completely different that didn't really come to fruition yeah, it was supposed to be for something completely different. I knew it was going to be something to, similar to what came out recently. Um, obviously, just over the the year and a half after that, the perception of it kind of changed of how we wanted it to, to be. Um, 
but it was in support of uh, another release that we were supposed to do. However, that year, um, I was uh, kind of last minute sent to do some work overseas. And, um, you know, I'm not uh, an active duty Marine. I'm in the, I'm like a reserve component Marine. Um, so if you ever heard of like the Army National Guard and shit like that, it's the same type of deal where like you're called upon to like do other um, stuff, whether it be internationally or domestic. And so um, I kind of got thrown into that um, without, with like a very short notice. Um, so that came out in March and then by like the end of May, I was already gone. So like that, um, that kind of came to play and it kind of just like fell off, unfortunately, but uh, it was supposed to be in support of something like that just came out, like the remnants EP that just came out. And uh, I'm just glad that while I was gone, I was able to still kind of contribute to it. And uh, we didn't do a re-recording of that song for that promo, but uh, we're also doing a re-recording of that too for another release in that's coming out this year also, or set to be tracked sometime this summer. I'm curious, how do you deal with a, a situation like that, like mentally, like, hey, uh, last minute, we got to ship you off to this, um, you know, random part of the world? Um, Mentally preparing for it. I don't know. I mean, I was at a good, thankfully, I was at a good spot in my life during that time where, like, I didn't have uh, too much other things going on. Like, I didn't have, like, a girlfriend at the time. I don't have any, I wasn't renting anywhere and have any, like, kids, nothing like that. It just worked out so well. And, like, in my head, it was, like, something I really needed, something I always wanted to really do and be a part of. And I took the opportunity and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make this the best I can. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed my experiences. I didn't focus too much on, like, the stress aspect of it. I kind of just went with it. And, uh, and I was able to just like, you know, improvise, adapt and overcome basically. So it, it worked out good, man. Okay. That, I, I was very happy with that. Just improvise, adapt and then, and overcome, dude. Those are the three things. <laughs> that's awesome. Cause uh, yeah, cause I, I can only imagine how, how rough it, it, it could be. Like if, if, if you were tied to certain things and if you were like, you know, be like, Hey, like I have to leave for a certain period of time, especially if it was like on short notice. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that um you know things just kind of aligned in a weird way that you were able to to leave with um you know little stress yeah i mean there's there's some people who are like in the in the marine corps like myself who 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 have families who uh have other things maybe their contracts already up in one month and they still get to fucking have to get called to go somewhere or something and it's even harder sometimes for people like myself who are in the reserve component of like the marines not the active duty counterpart that we have because reserve component marines like myself have a civilian life back home i'm obviously still here in the bay area i have like a civilian employers to like a regular job nine to five that i work and then here comes this conflicting schedule where they're just like oh tell your civilian employer that you have to put your fucking uniform on you can't watch uniform and fucking you're gonna come here and sometimes that's kind of fucked up you know but um you know by law these these civilian employers kind of have to abide by the um you know being able to hold on to those employees for um you know, military services and stuff like that. And there's a whole like law for that to, to protect us from, you know, like being fired or having any kind of like negative paperwork on us for anything. Um, so that can be kind of stressful. Like, but, you know, my job at the time, I was working some like security job that I wasn't really happy with. I was just like doing some security job at uh, at Google um, where I literally just walk around on foot. And I was like, damn, this is kind of not really what I want to do. I'm already trying to do this other thing. And so when they told me like, hey, we need you to do this. Can you do it? I was like, at a good point in my life where that complacency really motivated me to want to just be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I should be a part of this. I had to tell my friends and family back home that things had to be on hold for a little while. They're really supportive and understanding. And, uh, and it worked out, man. Uh, I'm very happy to be here in one piece and that everything worked out exactly how I wanted it to. Very fortunate. 
Damn. Do you miss Google? No, no, man. I, I mean, like, uh, one of my buddies is here right now, like right next to me. Uh, he's also, he, he works for that company still. It was, it was like a, a private contracted security company mm-hmm. that's like veteran owned and operated that just like operated on Google's campuses. So I wasn't necessarily a Google employee making like bank or anything like that. So just for anyone listening, not to get like, not to get it twisted. I was just kind of fucking walking around with my hands in my pockets and that's about it. <laughs> I was like picturing you strolling into like the cafeteria, just eating food and chilling. Yeah, man, I was just, I was just chilling. So like that the employees there, like I also didn't give a fuck about that job, man. So I wasn't going to go over here and be like, hey, you can't go through that door. I was like, I don't, I don't care, man. I was like, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm just trying to get paid and, and hide and, you know, if I get fired one of these days, it's all good because I didn't care anyways. <laughs> yeah, that no, that's totally fair. I I, I get that. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. At least you were a, a chill security guard and not you know one that's like super serious. Nah, fuck that, man. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, we're we're all trying to we're all trying to just make money right now. We've all been in a position where we're thrown into a job sometime in this life where we're uh, you know not really enjoying it. We're kind of just doing it. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the process, man. You know. Okay, so uh, 2020, um, obviously, uh, things went quiet, no yeah, new yeah. releases, but, uh, you know, come uh, April 2021, <laughs> I start to see a, a lot of love, um, you know, when, when the record um, gets posted, it, it was all over my feed, and even, like, a lot of my friends from the East Coast were, um, you know, showing love to to your band, and I was like, oh, this is sick that um, they're, um, you know, posting uh, this band from, you know, California that I didn't even think they had heard of. Um, so just the fact that it got into like these other circles, um, and you know, it, it seemed like a lot of people were aware of that new release and a lot of people were um, digging it. Um, uh, how was that for you guys? Um, you know, especially since, uh, you know, you guys took 2020 off and now it seemed like in 2021, there's like this whole new crop of fans and you guys are just like, kind of like becoming like a bigger name in the scene. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, man. I mean, we recorded that back in the fall of 2020. So like, I was like, damn, as soon as I have the opportunity to record music, like me and the band were like, yeah, we want to hop on that opportunity as soon as possible. And um, with the day we scheduled recording, I was uh, eating dinner with Joseph at this pho restaurant here in um, here in San Jose. And um, I told him, I was like, damn, what do you think about recording like the new stuff? Right? Like, I have these ideas written, like Get has these ideas written and we should just like go in the studio and do it. And we didn't even practice before we actually went in there and recorded it. We straight up just knocked it out of the park. And that night, Joseph was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just fucking hit up Toshi right now, like right, right now. And let's fucking schedule it. And I was like, all right, I'm down. And it was like within an hour, we already had like a fucking thing like scheduled and planned. So we recorded that in the in the fall and it, re- it released in April um, due to some, uh, due to some, <clears throat> what exactly was it? Some like additional vocals that I wanted to add and like redo because I was really being nitpicky with the way I sounded because um you know I haven't done any vocals like ever in my life and even before that we haven't do- been doing them because there was no shows it was kind of hard for me to really like fine tune it the way I wanted it to to where I was comfortable with like how it sounded and um I was really happy with the response of it you know like I, anything that I've ever been a part of like musically has never ever received more than 100 listeners do like nothing like no one gives a fuck about anything i've done like musically unfortunately so i was really happy to see that like people like outside of my own friend group were like listening to it and like being so supportive like emailing us like offering us like hey we want to do this for you um shout out to a gentleman named matt who lives in idaho actually who's a part of this fanzine called words of fire who was uh the first one to to really um pick up on our music and put those uh put those cool orange cassette tapes out for us that were selling on our on our big cartel i mean it was it was um he did a lot of uh, work for us as far as like the promoting for the the music 
and uh, it worked out great because I love what he does and he loves what we do. So um, it worked out great. We're just kind of helping each other again, bringing up, um, you know, other people in the scene and stuff and their crafts. So I owe a lot to him for that, man, really. And what was the writing process like? Because obviously, um, you know, the, 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 the promo came out in 2019. You had to, um, you know, leave and then you get back. Did you, um, you know, take a lot of time to, to write this stuff or were these um, you know, lyrics you already had written up? And as far as the music, um, did Get already have a lot of that stored? Um, for this stuff? Uh, we did a lot of like back and forth. Like I was on different time schedules, obviously, because when I was like daytime over there, like in the Pacific, somewhere in the Pacific, I won't say exactly where, mm-hmm. but, um, when I was over there, it was like, you know, nighttime over here. And then it was like conflicting, like fucking time schedule with day and night. So um, thankfully I had uh, the opportunity to have like an acoustic guitar with me. And I did a lot of writing on that actually and demoed some stuff out on like, on like garage band on my iPhone, made some like really, really, really cheap demos and sent them over. And then, um, they kind of just added their own their own twist to it as well and started changing some stuff up. And then when I got back, um, when I got back is when I started more, working a little more on the lyrics. I really didn't have them like two set. Cause I mean, like as a guitar player and a, and a drummer, I was really focused on just like the musical aspect of it. So it was kind of just like all of us writing it. And then when it's time to record, I was like, fuck, like I should really for- focus a little more on these lyrics in the next coming months. So um I got to do that. So the songwriting process, surprisingly, was actually pretty fluid. I mean, like for for the distance and the the time differences as well, and uh, and the scheduling for everyone that um, is in the band, it ended up working out just fine. And uh, the songs came out exactly how we wanted them to, man. So can be more happy with it. Man, I I love technology. Just hearing that you use a Garage Jeez. Band on your iPhone, like I don't think I've ever heard of anybody using Garage Band on their iPhone. So I, I think it's awesome that you utilize that that tool because uh, you know we all like the majority of people these days have some sort of smartphone. So the fact that you're like, all right, cool, like let me. Uh, you know, try to make this work, um, even though it's going to be like, you know, uh, not the best demos, but I need to get something, you know, going. And the fact that you were willing to, to take that and just do that on your phone, I, I think it's cool. That's why I think technology is awesome just for you to, to be able to do that on the, in another part of the world and just send it over and it kind of grow into th- this album that, you know, has gotten you guys like more recognition. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm really happy it worked out that way too. I tried it on my, my laptop. I had a laptop with me too, on my own personal MacBook. And it was like, I don't know, man, I'm fucking dumb. So I was trying to like operate it on my computer. And I was like, I don't know how to do this shit. And I did it on my phone. And I, I saw like, it was, there's a cool way where you can like tap the little drum key with your fingers. And I was like, I've always done demos like that in the past before. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> so it made things a lot easier because it's like, it was dumbed down with like, just like simple buttons. And I could just like, you know, hit the record button, and put my fucking guitar up to the, to the speaker and like blow it out by strumming the strings all nasty and stuff. But, uh, you know. They think thankful for technology, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely made things a lot easier. Um, yeah, you had um, you know, uh, a, a couple um guest vocals. Uh, I, I guess it's fair to say your features on, on the album. Uh, I'm curious how how you decided on um those guys. Um, all people on that album are are our friends, and uh, I wanted as much like representation from like everyone as possible because uh, you know, I'm really proud of the scene I come from. And I'm really proud of like all my other friends' bands. And I was like, I would be more than happy to have everyone like on it so that everyone can kind of take a little bit of ownership of it, you know, because I feel like if everyone takes a little bit of ownership and it has a little piece in it, um, uh, it's um, how do I say it? Uh, everyone who has a little bit of ownership of it has a little more. Um, I can't really explain it. I don't know. But the first person who's featured on it, let's just say is fucking our buddy uh, Ian, who sings in Extinguish. 
And um, on one of the other tracks too is our buddy Sam who sings in that band, in the band Gulch or Correction. I'm sorry, Sammy, you sing and fucking drain. <laughs> and then uh, our other buddy fucking Adrian, who um, who's a good friend of ours too, who doesn't sing in the band right now, but he has badass vocals. And uh, he was actually with the original drummer, Pansy God. And um, he's sang in a, another project that he does here in the Bay Area for like a power violence stuff. And uh, he's just overall great musician. I love that dude. He's a great friend. And um, he's always supported my ideas. And we have like similar music tastes and mm. interests. So I was like, dude, you should sing this part on this song, which is actually the same song that uh, that Sammy's on as well. Um, yeah, I just want everyone to have a little bit more ownership of it. So we can have like as much representation from like the Bay Area as possible. So when people listen to it, they hear familiar voices. And like it's um, it's kind of like, oh, shit, this is like the whole scene contributing to this. Or like this is like multiple people, not just like this isn't just some band, you know? And um, I think that's cool. You know, I think that's cool. Yeah, from an outsider looking in, it um, to me when I'm seeing uh, you know, uh, these guest vocals uh, on your record, I'm like, all right, cool. This shows that there's um, you know, some sense of community within that local scene, right? Because there you um, go, yeah, yeah, because because I'm. I, I see so many scenes um, and, and um, just because like, you know, people aren't doing guest vocals or whatever doesn't mean that they're not like, you know, united or whatever. But yeah, I just yeah. I, I, I just love seeing that from, uh, you know, you guys up there. I'm like, OK, there is something special going on for so many people to, you know, um, be doing these things together. And obviously, I'm, you know, uh, members in your band um, do other stuff that that are like pretty active. And I'm just like, dude, this is so sick that you guys are like a real like legit community and like a lot of friends up there doing cool stuff together because you guys want to see everybody win that that's just like something cool for, for me, like being on the outside looking in, I, I think it's just super awesome. That's good. Man. I'm, gl I'm glad you see it that way. Cause that's exactly how I, how I wanted to be. I just couldn't really collect my thoughts and, and, and say it that way, but you said exactly how I, how I want it to be. So, I mean, I hope other people listening to it, see it the same way. And, um, you know, because that is how it is. That's the reality. That's how it is up here. You know, the, the sense of community and the support that everyone has for each other is real you know it's never been a competition up here where it's like this band from this area and this band from this area i think it's always been pretty unified and i mean anyone who says otherwise they can talk to me about it because i would disagree okay hell yeah uh one thing that that i have liked is that I, you guys still use that logo from the the demo yeah yeah it's, it's a cool little like script logo that our buddy ian he did ian does great stuff man he sings in a van fucking he uh he does he does the fucking artwork for all our stuff and that little logo he puts like a script text looking logo on the demo and um i tried doing another one for burn your world where it was like a like a lowercase like hollow font or whatever and then um for the newest release i was thinking of something like that too and um just due to the nature of the album cover looking like a really biblical and like old like old english looking shit on it he was like yeah we should just keep that logo i think it'd be the most fitting and it'd probably be the best and i said yeah that sounds like a good idea <laughs> so we, we kept it and we put it on shirts and like on like hats and stuff and you know i think it's a uh, i think it's cool now i hope people see it and like know what it is even though it's the most like basic like script style font um but uh yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh looking at the band camp um you know i i i overanalyze everything right so i i, no, I no, check cool. uh you know I, I try to look at the the artwork um you know see who's you know, contributing um, and then I'm, I'm like looking at your guys' hashtags and I noticed that you have um, Eminem Mockingbird um, hashtag down there. And I'm, I'm just like really <laughs> curious, like, uh, like why? I, I wasn't I, I don't think it was until recently people actually noticed that that was there. 
mm-hmm. just because I didn't really expect anyone to, to check out our band camp or listen to us at first. And I remember as a joke, I, I, I typed that, I think, and I don't remember why I did, but, um, but that is a cool song. And I, I, I just left, I just left it up there <laughs> and it, and it, and it stayed there. And, um, I, I think I know how to remove it. You can just go on like the settings, like remove it, but I just decided to leave it there, but I have never, ever heard anyone actually, uh, bring it up to me besides, <laughs> besides these. So that's cool that you, you actually overanalyze and look into these things and see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure other people have, have seen it before too and took note of it, but no one actually ever talks to me about it before. <laughs> okay. Well, shout out Eminem. Uh, you know, uh, he, uh, yeah, shout know, out to Eminem, really. great rapper. Um, yeah, but, he's a great rapper. Okay. Well, that, that, that's, that, that's awesome. I, I, and I, I like when bands can, you know, just uh, have fun with things like that and you kind of express themselves. Yeah, man. I, I, I agree too. I mean, like, um, I don't know if anyone would disagree with this, but I think anyone who knows me, like I, I like to just be myself, you know, I'm never like acting like I'm super hard or I'm like one way or the other one day and the next day I change up. I always like to be myself, man. You know, whether that be like super reserved sometimes in group settings or sometimes like super silly and laid back when I'm with my friends, that's just, that's just who I am and how I am. And, uh, you know, I'm not here to, to change up on anyone for, for any reason, you know, that's just, so I like to have fun with things and, uh, just do things the way that we like to do it, you know? Yeah, and I I wish a lot more people uh, thought that way because um, I wish too, man. I wish so too. Yeah, because I've I've come across so many people uh, in my life that uh, were too afraid to just be themselves, and it, it was just and it's still it, it, it's mind boggling to me because um like I I just kind of just bring it back to, to the basics. Like, wouldn't you want friends or for people to like you for who you are? And to, to just keep it like that versus trying to put on an act or pretend, uh, you know, yeah. to be a certain way and, um, it, and, you know, it be work to try to be something other than who you actually are. Um, and, uh, and like, yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of work, man. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. And like, yeah. like for me, when, when I talk to um, you know people, when I do this podcast, I talk to so many different people from, you know, so many different walks of life. And when I find out that we have like, you know, these, um, you know, common interest in, you know, areas that I didn't even think to um, talk about because I didn't even realize that they, you know, like these certain things. It, it's such a cool feeling like, holy shit, like you're into that too. And then like, you know, we're able just to nerd out. And I'm just like, that yeah. feeling is so awesome. And for people who like, you know, can't be comfortable in their own skin and, you know, put on these like, you know, uh, facades and I'm just like, dude, they're missing out on like things like that. And it just makes me sad. Yeah, man, you're missing out on so much, you know, if you're, if you're not, if you're not being yourself, you're trying so hard to fucking impress other people or stand alongside other people to, to look a certain way, or act a certain way. And I mean, it sounds so cheesy to say, but there's a lot of people that fucking do it. And there's so, so many people that are so much in their little bubble that they don't even fucking know that they're doing that. You know, they mm-hmm. don't fucking know they're doing that and the huge disservice that they're doing to themselves. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, though, I, I, I think about that sometimes, but I really don't think about that too much because I really don't interact with people like that. And I really don't have friends that are like that, you know? And I, I mean, I, I see it on the internet, but like, I, that, that's about it. You know, the internet, it literally just exists on the internet. So I can give a fuck less about those people, you know? Yeah. All You're, those people can actually see themselves out anyways. So it's all good. Yeah. The, the internet's a weird place, but it's awesome. It, it brings me so much joy and entertainment at the most random times in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely does. If you could be entertaining at times, it could be like fucking annoying at times, but, uh, just a couple months ago, I finally got rid of my my Twitter, and the only one that I really operate now is the, the Feel the Flames one. Mm-hmm. And the only people that I follow on there are just like just like a, a handful of my friends for some reason. It, I, there's no reason why I only follow those people. It's just like oh, I follow this person, follow this person. Like 
I'll just, and then that's really all I see. And that's a kind of my daily dose that I get of it. I don't, I don't have the, the annoying feed that I, I once had not to say I followed annoying people, but like, you know, the more people you follow, obviously the more other bullshit you'll see followed, you'll see without even you following those other people, just cause you see like their likes or retweets and stuff like that. So yeah. you know, the less interactive you are with the fucking app, the less you'll, the less you'll obviously see. So, I mean, I'm on, on it too much. I'll just like sleep in there occasionally and that, that's about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get what you mean. Cause obviously like sometimes I'll be scrolling through Twitter and I was like, I didn't, I don't want to see that retweet by this person that I'm not a fan yeah. of. Yeah. You know? And someone just like hella annoying saying something stupid again. It's just yeah. like, dude. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'm I'm just like, I'll like read through like certain threads and I'm just like, wow, this person like really posted this for the whole world to see. Cause like this is like yeah. me, some random person that I don't even like, I'm no personally. And I'm just like reading like this embarrassing story or this like this horrible thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. I, I I wouldn't do that at this point in my life in 2021. I like to have some privacy. Yeah, you are the world to see. You know, you're like, damn, I am the audience. That, I'm, I am one of the random audiences that this person fucking posted it to. And it's funny. But um, uh, people have people spend a little too much time with uh, on that fucking on those apps and stuff like that. I think rots their brain and stuff, man. I don't know. It's like soda running your teeth. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it, it's crazy, but um, yeah, like I and I'm guilty of it. Like sometimes, like all, uh, like you know, we all once were. I think at one point, yeah. Every now and then, yeah, that's just that's normal. Yeah, yeah, just like switching between the same like couple of apps, just seeing the same shit. You know, hoping for something new, hoping for like a, a good laugh, but at the same yeah. time, wasting so much time. When I, I and I, I wish I'd be like, like as productive as I can be. Obviously, like you know, the, the, there's things that. I have going on that um, that I need to get done, um, but then like sometimes I'll, I'll fall into this trap. Where, like, all right, cool. Like, there's like a little break in between some stuff. Like, let me let me just lay down and uh, try to find some sort of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm by no means saying that I'm like fucking. Like, oh, I don't believe in the internet. I don't believe in social media. That stuff's fucking lame or that. Not like that. I mean, I obviously fucking like. I obviously have the feel of flame Twitter. I obviously have my own Instagram and stuff like that. So I'm on there sometimes too, sifting through a bunch of bullshit and just laughing and enjoying myself. You know just not taking anything too seriously on there um but uh yeah I, I agree man i do the same i guess sometimes okay um you briefly mentioned uh like a, a new record and i feel like it's um i, I guess like uh, okay to ask about it because uh yes. last record um, it's been out uh, since april um obviously you guys haven't really been able to do too much with it because of the whole situation in the world but um is it too soon to start um, thinking about that or are you guys just ready and we just want to keep things moving um i mean i i can talk about some of the, the ideas that like i guess we we have for it right now so um it's in support of something that's potentially going to be done i mean the studio time is already booked so i guess you can say we are going to be recording it but um i guess you can say just expect like six or seven songs some of them being re-recordings and uh, some new ones as well and something else interesting on there um, that's going to be, uh, that was pitched to us to be mashed kind of with our, uh, our most recent EP and, uh, re-released as like, um, a more full 12 inch product, you know, like a, like a whole full length, I guess you can say. And, um, so I'll, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Cause I don't know too much about this, the specifications yet. Like I really, I really don't know too much about either, but, um, I guess you can say just expect like six or seven songs, um, attached to those other four songs, I guess with, that, uh, you know all new art and stuff and titles of everything so okay that's that's awesome that's great great to yeah. hear um obviously i uh, enjoyed the last record so i'm definitely looking forward to you know um, more releases from you guys 
yeah, man, I, I am too. I mean, I, I just want to keep putting out music. I think that's the best way to stay relevant. I mean, some people's attention span isn't that big. And I know mine for sure fucking isn't. So, um, you know, what keeps me on my toes all the time though is seeing a band constantly put out music. And I, I think that's, that's sick when bands can do that, you know, especially when there's like a, um, I like both when there's some kind of like consistency with like the music. And I also kind of like when like bands have like a natural progression to like a different sound that isn't like too forced. Um, I mean, I won't list any bands who, who I can say have done that really. But uh, as long as they're constantly putting out music and stuff like that, though, I mean, like ultimately that's what makes me happy. So as long as I'm keeping the music out there with my friends and stuff like that, you know, then that's what makes me happy. That's all I really care about. Yeah, there's really no uh, blueprint because <laughs> I, I, I look at so many different bands that have been um, uh, successful, been able to, uh, you know, capture the attention of the community just going about it different ways um and, and you know and, and there's so many different avenues that bands have taken and been able to to you know have success so it's uh it, it's, it's cool for me to, to see bands just kind of do what they want and um for me yeah. I, I i'm at the point where i'm like okay give me as much as you can versus like no like let's just uh you know what kind of have like you know gaps in between like let's let this live a little longer because i used to be like that i'm like no like yeah. like this record's awesome like like let it have like a five-year cycle and like let people get the most of it but i'm just like no uh, i'm over that because in that five-year cycle the bank could break up so like just give us as much as you yeah, can exactly uh, i'm here for a good time not a long time man so you know i'm gonna fucking do what i can like in a short amount of time that i fucking have and people get bored of it by next year, some shit like that. Then people get bored of it by next year, and that's about it. You know, I don't, I don't really, I really don't, don't care too much about that stuff. So I mean, you know, as long as, as long as I'm happy doing it, and as um, as long as it uh, main, maintains like its fucking positive impact, I guess on people, people listening to it, then that's all that really matters, man. You know, that's all that really matters to me. Yeah, and um, yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like you guys are doing that right now with the music is like i mentioned earlier seeing so many people that i didn't even think were aware of, of you guys posting about it um and, and to me that's a good sign like to, to to see people um you know who i wouldn't have um, guessed post your stuff i'm like okay this is so sick yeah man I, I was honestly kind of like a i wouldn't say worried but i was skeptical about like who who actually like this like i sound kind of dumb on this or like this is lyric even was this even like sound good or like this fucking obviously i think the the recording sounded good no this is the recordings the recording sounded great the quality and the production the fucking you know charles Toshio who worked on it did a lot of fucking good work and it sounds great exactly how i wanted to sound it more so had to do with just like uh, the way i sounded i think and i was like fuck this they can hear that and as soon as they hear me they'll be like oh this is lame because this guy sucks and that's that's one thing i i was kind of worried about but um i i got over that pretty fast i mean um and I think the fact that people are like seeing the numbers of people listening to it, that really like instilled the, you know, the idea that's like, yeah, people actually do like this. And I shouldn't worry about this shit too much. And I shouldn't have worried about it to begin with anyways, because it's not about, you know, it's not about what other people think anyways. So, yeah, you just got to do what you think feels right. And, you know, I, I don't have an issue with your vocals. I don't like uh, tolerate it because, you know, the, 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 there's times where I'll put on music and I'm, like, oh, I'm not really into like the style of recording or maybe the vocalist isn't my favorite. So I'll, I'll like put up with it because like, you know, the rest of the stuff is good. But when, when I listen to I'm um, filled to flames, I'm like, yeah, this is a good band. No, no compromise on my end. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, you thinking that and supporting it. So a, a while back, uh, Tsunami tweeted 
about uh, the uh, Gulch record release show, right? Uh, or uh, Tsunami Gulch record release show. And that's something that I really want to see happen because, uh, you know, obviously I, I thought the tweet was um, oh. hilarious when they said, <laughs> once we go bodies with COVID, fill the flames, extinguish, drain, uh, Tsunami, a uh, Gulch record release show <laughs> at Gilliman, dude. That, that line sounds just, sick, man. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that just sounds just like a wild night, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. Uh, one of these days it's going to happen. I mean, uh, hope, hopefully sooner than later. But uh, yeah, I- I'm, I'm, those, are, those are our fucking friends. And we want to play shows with each other. And I think uh, a place like the Gilman specifically, I mean, we all fucking know and love that place. Mm-hmm. And um, that place is going to be packed the fuck out. And it's going to be fucking sick. People are going to go fucking nuts. And that's what uh, that's kind of what we want to see and we want to we want to be a part of that <laughs> oh yeah yeah because honestly look at that lineup like him legendary night status right yeah man come out to that for sure whenever that <laughs> fucking happens vip ticket they're gonna have a they're gonna have a cool barrier in the front and there's gonna be like a security guards with flashlights flashing the people in the pit for moshing too hard and it's gonna be hella annoying it's gonna be all proper all right no i'm just kidding. no yeah for no. sure no i, I don't yeah. get that <laughs> um okay well um before we wrap things up, I'm I'm just curious. Um, obviously, uh, you uh, mentioned in the beginning that you grew up um, in San Jose, and I'm just curious uh, what it means uh, to you to to have grown up there and to see the scene grow and to actually be a part of it in a band that's like you know putting in work to help spread awareness like across the entire world about what you guys are doing out there. Yeah, if I had to tie it up in one word, man, or some of one word, I just say proud. Like honestly, proud is the and like the, the pride I have in it. It really means a lot to me. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess I, I'm proud of a lot of other things I've done. I guess in my life, but one thing that's always like stood true to me and stayed on my side, like no matter what, like from like a very young age was a, uh, was music, you know, and being able to be a part of it and see it grow, um, see people come and go, and uh, you know, all my friends right now, like literally all my fucking friends right now, I met through going to shows. Like that's that's literally. It and I have my my military buddies that I have as well. Don't get me wrong; they also stand by my side as well. But um, you know, like from like middle school, discovering like going to shows and like the hardcore scene in my area, and like meeting a lot of older kids at the time who, who aren't even around anymore, and um, developing those relationships with those people, and you know them kind of taking me under their wing and showing me other bands, and like eventually those became like the only friends I have. Like I, I owe a lot to the fucking the scene of like hardcore and specifically San Jose where I'm from because uh foreign for the bands and the people that come from here man like I don't I don't know the person I I I would be today really because it, it really means that fucking much to me like I I wish I can elaborate a little more on it without running my suck so much but uh I mean I guess the, the, the amount of pride I have and the word proud is probably the best thing I I can uh sum it up to I guess Hell yeah! No, that that's that's really awesome to hear, man. I'm I'm glad that you are proud. But I seriously thank you for your time. This has been uh, such a pleasure for me because I'm a fan of uh, Field of Flames. So um, for you being down to do the podcast, it it definitely means a lot to me. Thank you for your support, man. Really, I I fucking I I appreciate it when even just one person listens to it or or has nice things to say about it. And, uh, you know, being a fan of your your stuff yourself, I'm also really thankful for you to be able to have me on here and, and talk about it. You know, I've never been on any kind of like podcast or anything like that before. So. This being my first one is a is a great honor. I think. Thank you. Hell yeah! Well, you're definitely welcome back anytime. So I I, I appreciate that. I um, hope you had a good time. But before we sign off, is there anything else you want to say or shout out? Yeah, I want to shout out some other bands from San Jose that uh 
may have not have been put on for as hard. Um, that also do really, really great stuff. Um, there's a couple. Well, the first one I want to shout out is a band called Eightfold Path. Eightfold Path is a uh, is my younger brother's band. Actually, he's he's a uh, the main songwriter and uh, guitarist of this older San Jose band called Infirmary. Not, not older, I shouldn't say older, but a uh, a band that is no longer around called Infirmary. I miss them. Uh, yeah, Eightfold Path is, is is his new band. He writes some good stuff, and I'm, I'm proud of my brother for for doing that. You know, he's a young kid, great riffs, and uh, you know, again, he's not like a super popular dude. He's just got some fucking hard ass riffs, and uh, it's underrated, I think. And the the New Year stuff that's already recorded is going to be sick. Second band I want to shout out it's uh, my buddy Brandon Flores. He has a band called Big Boy. Um, Big Boy played Tsunami <laughs> first show, actually. Dude, I want that shirt that that says "I went to your hood and nobody," or "I went to your scene and nobody knew yours at your hood." Yeah, I can't yeah, remember I, that I, shit. They, they may have a couple more of those. I don't know. I I, I gotta ask. Them. Dude, they even made like reflective green shirts. They look fucking crazy. But Big Boy's sick. <laughs> I want one of those so bad. <laughs> yeah, but Adrian, who I met earlier, also he he writes for that band also. So okay, yeah, they're doing too. Um, and also, uh, I just want to shout out to. A restaurant in Milpitas, California, which is like a little north of San Jose, called Fa Mai. Uh, Fa Mai is like a badass restaurant. If you ever come to the Bay Area and want to eat pho, um, go to Fa Mai in Milpitas. And uh, the, the the hostess there, the owner, she's really nice. And um, it is even like a tsunami record, like hanging up, like all our pictures, like in the fucking restaurant. Like she's really cool with this. That's so, awesome. Go check that spot out. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I wish I had. Uh, more things to fucking shout out to you right now for people to listen to, but uh, Eightfold Path and Big Boy for sure. And um, also check out the new Extinguish if you haven't. The new Extinguish is is a heavy hitting fucking uh, release. It really, really, really is. I mean, I'm not sure if you listen to it yet or not, but it's fucking it's great. And um, those are my boys. Mm-hmm. I've been writing for the band since they were they were uh, just had their demo out, and I'm really happy to see them doing their thing also. But other than that, that's it, man. I won't, I won't go on anymore. <laughs> Oh no, it's it, it's it's all good. Um, I uh, seriously uh, appreciate you doing the podcast. Uh, uh, for anybody who's gotten this far, uh, go support Field of um, excuse me, Field of Flames. Go uh, stream Remnants of a Collapsed Existence. Awesome record. And seriously, thank you, thank you for everybody tuning in, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>